never gonna let these kind of artificial blocks block the flow of how things are moving through my heart, things are moving through my 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 gut, or some somebody's that I love is in a is in a hard space and is is facing oppression or hardship in any sort of way. I'm gonna fight to clear the block to be a witness to what is authentically going on, not to please some political party, not to please some ideology. Where is my ground? Where are my roots? What do I lean on? Who do I grow with? What do I trust? I knew I just needed an experience that would immediately throw me into the edges and into the unknown. You're listening to Find the Good News, episode 119, The Trembling Trees, a Beacon Series conversation featuring Jonathan Stalls, artist, writer, activist, and founder of Intrinsic Paths. Find the Good News is produced by Parker Brand Creative Services, a branding agency that thinks sideways, pushes forward, and gets your brand up. See what else we do at parkerbrandup.com. Have you ever had a transformative personal experience so profound, so mysterious, that it escaped your ability to frame it with words? If you've listened to this program for any length of time, then you likely know that I've had such an experience. A moment in this lifetime that seemed to change every other day after it, or at least my perception of those moments. Many of my guests have intimately shared their experiences, and I'm fascinated how across language barriers, geography, and varied circumstantial occurrences, so many walk through the transformative door and end up in similar places, motivated and invigorated to use their lives in the service of goodness, justice, mercy, and love. In this episode, I visit with a being who has shown up in the world with a genuineness that I deeply appreciate. My guest, Jonathan Stalls, is the founder of Intrinsic Paths, and his feet have carried him on a mission to inspire the people he encounters. Jonathan encourages us to embrace an unhurried, meditative way of being that has the potential to heal on a very deep and personal level, in turn offering the tools required to repair the desperate fissures in this world we all share. He did not come to this place without going through the bardo of personal pain, which I feel largely influenced his visceral understanding of the aching his human brothers and sisters experience. By acknowledging this deep creaking in the world, he is able to fully embrace the joyous cacophony that we so often disregard in the hustle to be someone. This is clear in Jonathan's deep love and connection to the unabashedly beautiful and simple things to be found in nature, which take on new and profound visual meaning through his artwork and nature craft. Through his pedestrian dignity signal, he adopts a role as advocate for our fellow beings that find themselves at the mercy of congested, poorly planned roadways and cities designed primarily for those of us with vehicles, cities and communities that largely forget those that use their feet to carry them to school and work. It is my reflection that Jonathan Stalls, through his life and work, is holding up a living mirror to the world. What we find in him is a shimmering beauty firmly attached to a murky pain. In that, I find a type of truth that escapes words or full understanding. But in this conversation, Jonathan and I try to put prose to this mystery. Now, for just a little while, allow yourself to show up just as you are, with all your hopes and happiness, your failures, and your fears. Make a point to look right into the lovely mess. Then tune your attention to this good news beacon and press play on a little good news. Wake up this morning, dreaming up the story I can hear. The way it's going, 
Cause you're laughing in your sleep On the path to your deliverance In a holy wall of light Old news, bad news, fake news. Sometimes you want to shut those signals down and seek a better source. With my Find the Good News Beacon series, I tune into good people doing good works wherever I can find them. I scan across the full spectrum of life, seeking out human beings that have turned their dials towards helping others, aligning their time, resources, and talents with goodness, justice, mercy, and love. In each episode, I sync up with the hearts and minds of my extraordinary guests. We have dynamic conversations that invigorate the mind long after our transmission has ended. I discover the critical life experiences that shape them, the perspectives that drive them, and the fundamental beliefs that have anchored them to a path of goodness. There's a lot of background noise in the world. My name is Oren Parker, and I'm cutting through the static to find the good. So I guess just to kind of put the connections together, it was James Hyatt who had sent me your name. Yeah, yeah. Do you? And I, don't, I guess I don't really know what the connection is. Like, so how do you guys know each other? Well, so and we don't know each other really well. I mean, we we connected just a little bit at. Um, so I was a student, and then also um, after going through the school, was doing some programming and. Uh, hosting practices with the living school for the center for action and contemplation. So that's, that's how okay. we connected initially. And I think just, just staying in touch, um, through the webs and yeah, right on, yeah. but no, I don't know him very well. So we've just, we've been meaning to find a way to connect and just haven't made it happen yet, but um, yeah. Yeah. I wondered, I didn't know he didn't really yeah. give me a whole right. lot of information. He said, Hey, he said, I really think that, uh, you should talk to this guy and have him on find the good news, you know? And I said, man, I'll just send me a contact link. And so I, the path, you know, and followed all of your links. And I actually just told my wife earlier, I said, I think we're going to have a really good conversation. I see a lot of common ground for sure. I mean, you got, you and I have some more crossover territory than I initially realized. Love it. And, you know, every conversation, I always wonder, how's it going to start and what yeah. paths are we going to walk down? But I think today there was one thing that just really jumped out at me. And let's just branch off from there. And this is no pun intended. I love uh, it. <laughs> I was on your website, just kind of digging around. Yeah. And I happened to notice that you mentioned the juniper mm. tree. And then I looked at your logo and I said, okay, so that logo is the juniper tree. And then I went into your, you know, your jewelry and earth spur. And I was like, okay, this is a a bit serendipitous because Mm. yesterday I was in a a sacred space that I get to visit a few times a Mm -hmm. year. And it's, it's not near my home, but I happened to have a job there yesterday and I was out of town And I stopped at a cemetery that I Mm. always sit at. I go to every year. And there's a a particular iron Mm. bench that I sit at. Just kind of melted away. And I noticed that there was uh, 
a shadow that I'd never really paid attention to before. And over my head where this iron bench is, was the branch of a juniper tree. And right near the, uh, a marker that I have placed on the side of the highway where for my father, there's a juniper tree that grows there too. And I I thought yesterday, I thought, man, how, how interesting. I never noticed this juniper tree. All the, I mean, this juniper tree before, And I, I personally, at that moment, made the connection to my father and the tree that I, you know, because I'll harvest some pieces off of it to make uh, some smudging yes. wands and things like that. And then I go on your <laughs> site, so wild. and it, it <clears throat> hits me, and it just jumped out. And I've, I've been on your site a few times, but it didn't jump out like it did today. And I thought, that's an, <laughs> right. I'll call yeah. it odd. Yeah. A little odd that the three kind of yeah. happen. I always take that as kind of a good sign that uh, a path is sort of opening up uh, for a great conversation. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yes. Just bringing in the juniper to, to honor this shared space. It makes, yeah, it immediately affirms the connection as well. Yeah, that they are sacred beings. They have... Um, my fate. I mean, I could go on and on. This entire podcast could could I'm literally <laughs> be juniper, but it's. <laughs> I think the the the, the, the uh, just in in summary the the twisting and the emerging of these branches and the slow growth, the unhurried growth, and the the kind of the the from a distance or at least first glance, juniper uh, junipers tend to have kind of this kind of rough and cut it's not like kind of immediately like clear what's going on there's a lot of complexity and it's kind of like dusty and with all the shedding and it's just got but when you get into the inner workings of these purples and reds and oranges and the sweet but courageous smell and mixed with the way these branches reach into the places between that so few trees and branches reach into i i i just and you know, there's so much um, in the peeling and the shedding that is so incredible to me. The constant shedding of what no longer serves and the constant emerging into new bending spaces. I just, I'm just, uh, I'm obsessed. All of it. <laughs> so that's fascinating, you know, and I, I got to say, just listening to you talk about it that way, it's just further alignment for me because the space i was in opted and it's sort of it's been have waxed poetic about it (laughs) uh watching you and listening to you do that i'm going wow i I see so much of the way i felt about this other element of nature that i discovered in that same space and and hearing you do that about this tree that I've never really keyed in on until that that was you know two and a half decades yeah but I just never keyed in on it before just I don't know just further reinforces for me I don't know this connective tissue that we just yeah. can't see sometimes yeah. until it's time to completely. see it. completely yeah and I. And I, you know, there's so much with trees for me. I mean, as someone who, who spends so much time, you know, on foot and moving through the world that way, I, you know, the nourishment, the relationship, the breathing. And so, and also as, 
you know, an artist, as, as, as an LGBTQ person, as there's, there's so many things, you know, but just in general, a sensitive person, someone who's trying to kind of bring out like authentic emotion and, um, you know, imperfectly always, but like just trying and to have these, these rooted, uh, you know, specifically juniper cedars, like they just, there's so much wisdom. And I, you know, I have, um, just dear friends within the, the, the Southern Ute tribe here in Colorado also. And so the, the ceremony and the ritual connected to junipers that, that have been just shared with me in some ways, but I, it's just I, in there. So the logo that you saw on the website, I have this small funky, um, kind of DIY. It's so like horribly made because I have no idea what I'm doing, but it's such an amazing space. It's so, it's so sacred to me. It's a funky little tiny home that's kind of tucked away right next to some public land. And outside that little loft window when I sleep is this, is this, is this juniper tree that is depicted in the logo and every time. So maybe similar to your practice and intention with the the cemetery and other spaces like it it's it's a ritual of greeting and meeting and listening and just inviting all those themes to kind of revisit um ah, i just i it's it's wonderful (laughs) wow man i i it's relaxing to hear you or comforting would probably be the right word to to listen to you say those words uh then and you said that about us sharing a space right now i think that is something in this age that we're living in one there's this unique opportunity that we have to be able to kind of sit here to and have this sort of intimate connection and at the same time you know not right you know that we're using technology in in the best way in my opinion that that it should be used which is to uh be able to share that i think back to my own journey or path or the beginnings of it and i think about how desperately in those early days these types of connections and couldn't find them and and it was a lot of isolation in sort of inside my own skull right i mean so i didn't know what spaces were safe yeah. and, I, and as a young man i would test the waters <laughs> and, and found often that yeah. there wasn't a lot of safety because it was very misunderstood and and i could i didn't even have the language at that time yeah. to really express i didn't have any kind of command of it i had this no crevasses experience yeah. to sort of almost translate mm-hmm. for others so we could share if that made any sense Absolutely. there was no word there were no words you know mm. Mm. oh i relate yeah majorly you know so it's funny i'm working on i'm in the middle so i'm a week and a half away from turning in uh, a manuscript project book thing and i've never written a book this is all new it's terrifying wow. for someone who's mostly in the body trying to put it into words and in the mind <laughs> it's a good process but it is hard i and, believe it and so I'm in the middle, uh, but speaking to what you're talking about, a lot of the themes, at least when referencing some of my personal just aching and, you know, this isolation of not um, the word I always connect to, to a lot. And, and again, linking back to this juniper and to some of these elements in the natural world as like a, this kind of genuine mirroring, like to be mirrored in a way to be seen in all of 
the aches in in all the spaces that we often just don't have words for like I, the trembling realms the realms that that kind of just hum and shake and feel hurt but also feel like full of joy and celebration but also sad and just 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 pain oh, in general and and but also yeah. dance and also soaring and 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 screaming and howling because you don't have any other way to express what's i mean so all these different like emotive very like human realities that for me as you know i moved every two years uh, growing up i went to 12 different schools so i lived in west virginia tennessee georgia colorado california always a new student and so i just was like keep the peace wow. keep the peace don't be the reason do not yeah. be the reason that there is conflict as long as you can keep the peace and so i would just suppress and suppress and that isolation you talk about is a is a real visceral you know wound reality mm. for me and um and so the juniper trees and the flowing streams and moving in an unhurried way with the softness of soil but the sharpness of rock like these different elements that just affirm uh expression letting stuff be released you don't need to have answers you don't need to solve it just just be seen beloved yeah, man <laughs> be seen i i understand this you're you it's not a stretch for me to understand this. And I, it's interesting how we can get to this from different yeah. places to the isolation. Yeah. I've tried to identify that where that began yeah. for my, for me, you know, I, <laughs> sure. I have lots of theories, you know, clear enough, I suppose yeah. to real and it, the entanglements too between different types of pain mm. you know to where you you one you pull on it and you go oh well i can't look at that without looking at the other because over time they twist mm -hmm. together into this sort of indiscernible mm. rope you know but nature you, as you as you so beautifully just said judge me yeah it didn't look at me mm -hmm. A particular way mm -hmm. i got to be a creature yes like the other creatures you know just for these short periods of time yeah. and every everything just went about its own way and i know it seemed seems odd to say it but it was like in that type of space to not be considered yeah. was almost oh, a gift you know like yeah. to not have an expectation of any kind oh my god yes 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, to just to, to literally be that kind of an idiom in the unfolding of it all, like you're just you're existing. I am worthy because I exist. I am worthy because I exist. I'm here. I'm breathing. All of this is just it's a it's a I'm participating as I am here just just by being here. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and what are what are all those different lessons and yeah. And I just, for, yeah, it's just always, I need it so much to this day. I don't have any <laughs> answers for a lot of it. It's just, I just know, uh, the medicine of being, being witnessed, um, just, just in those, in those, uh, moments, you know, that, yeah. 
Yeah, man. Thomas, exactly the way he said it. But my takeaway from what he said and something that he wrote was talking about watching the sunrise and seeing the whole of everything in it, you know, in that moment, like to truly witness it and be with it. But he said something that just stuck with me. He said, all the way back through all of my ancestors to the very beginning, for all of them that never mm. experienced it the way I'm experiencing, mm-hmm. experiencing it now. It's like the fullness yeah. of all that they missed is now like born within yeah. me. And it's almost like my duty to like witness mm-hmm. it for them in that lineage mm-hmm. of just these unknown people all the way back. And I thought, what a beautiful weight to carry. Mm-hmm. If you have to carry something to witness, you know, just to behold for oh all gosh. those that that never had the opportunity to behold. Oh my gosh! Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So with you in that, and yeah, there's so many. Oh, I love that. I love that Merton space with the sunrise and sunsets, and it it always shows up for me. The transitions and of light and and dark and color and thinking and honoring ancestors in that way, brother. Yeah. I love that. And it, it makes me think of also too, just, you know, the, and this is again, I'm bear with me. If whoever's listening, whoever's here, I'm always (laughs) going to be referencing walking, (laughs) but I just unhurried movement, (laughs) like as just this constant, like, um, just walking with, ancestors in a way where it's just yeah you're constantly inviting it constantly inviting them to be participants with you uh, you know that witnessing that you describe is so powerful and i also yeah i'm always thinking about walking with like uh, you know how, how are they still here and showing themselves how are they still speaking what are what are what is this unique witnessing trying to teach um you know in this time that we're not just these isolated f- flesh bags, <laughs> but like were these cosmic yeah. creations that are that are so uh, beyond our understanding. How could ancestors and lineages and bloodlines and wounds, but also dreams, move with us in our steps and our tears and our witnessing of sunsets? Oh my gosh! So yes, mm, beautiful. So I have to ask you, you know, this is something I ask most guests that I get to this opportunity to visit. You give yourself away in so many beautiful ways. And I just wonder at what point or when, if you've even identified it, that that begins for you. Like, where does this begin for you? Where I mean, some people say I've just always been this way, but most people have a moment that they can almost go back to an awaken an early awakening moment where some be a series of critical shifts where they can just say, I can identify this time period when these sort of you know Dharma doors begin to open, mm. you know, for me. Wow. What a beautiful question. Love how you frame that question. Um you know, there's there's probably two significant 
thing. I mean, there like there is a there is a tapestry of things, but I, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I'd say the two particular things. One was related to, um, one was related to my mother um, who was going through a really hard time. So some family things heavy. I was the oldest child. We moved a lot. I was peacemaker of all things, burying everything. So I had this complicated role that I had kind of built <laughs> my own castle around um, to peacemake and please and fix and uh, avoiding all the things going on on the inside. So that came kind of crashing down in a really intense way with related to my family in my um, in my early, early 20s. And that 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 crashing and falling piece started to kind of break this clinging, whatever the clinging was to controlling that castle and that, that way of being pleasing other people or other stories or other ideas around me, whatever, whatever it was, I was clearly clinging and it started to shake. Um, and then later on, uh, my coming out journey was really, really intense um, for me because I was the people pleaser. I was the one who was, do not be the reason that to create conflict with your I truth, understand. with your okay. reality, with your needs, with your expressions, with these things yeah. that have been in you since you were, you know. So that was such a rumbling. Uh, the ground truly rumbled as I was coming out. Um, I was suicidal for about three months. And, you know, it was this moment when I was attempting that edge. I was out literally on the edge of a rural road in Ireland. Um, I was living out there for a year. And this was this was the, all those voices for 24 years, right? Just just bubbling up, getting creative, getting, you know, just real just intense and hard and heavy, and um, and it was the wind in the trees, it was the the night sky, it was the different elements going on, and this was in the middle of the night that kind of drew me to just you know what, just keep walking, don't don't jump, don't step into that oncoming traffic, just keep. You know, and I would kind of go through. And so to your question, like surviving that, uh, you know, by the grace of nature and trees and wind and just this kind of glimpse of maybe seeing beyond what I was so consumed with, um, you know, those things were kind of like the catalyst for like, okay, like, oh, wow, I can breathe and exist in these other dimensions then that are beyond just pleasing and clinging, um, and, and kind of hoarding all these inner things just for the sake of others. And, um, which is so ironic because, you know, you think like, oh, like, you know, that would, that would just mean, okay, well then it's all about you. It's all about you. But it's like, oh, it just becomes this more, you know, the, the time after those kind of moving through those, those stages in my early mid twenties, um, it just became so clear how much more there was to explore related to being genuine, fully genuine in how to show up in the world again, imperfectly always. But like, I didn't want, I didn't, I, I was so after, after kind of crawling out of that dark time on that highway, when I kind of survived suicide, I just like, I'm never going back there. I'm never going to let, these kind of artificial blocks block the flow of how 
I, you know, things are moving through my heart. Things are th- moving through my, my, my gut when it feels wrong or, or, or some, somebody's that I love is in a, is in a hard space and is, is facing oppression or hardship in any sort of way. Like I'm not, there's nothing, I'm, I'm going to fight to clear the block, to be, to be mm. a witness to what is authentically going on, not to please some political party, not to please some ideology, not to please some limited, narrow, whoever said whatever. I, I'm not, I, it, and, and so it's just this, it, it was an experiment and unfolding and it was all really messy. And then that's when I walked across the U.S. in 2010 because it was a big jumbled mess of shit sprayed everywhere, brother. It was just like, okay, I know what I don't want, but I don't really know who I yeah. am. Where is my ground? Where are my roots? What do I lean on? What do I, who do I grow with? What do I trust? And that's when, um, that's when I knew I just, you know, and there were a lot of things in between that led up to that cross country walk, but it, I knew I just needed an experience that would immediately throw me into the edges and into the unknown. And so that's when I left on uh, March 1st in 2010. I had no idea what I was doing, was not a backpacker, was not, you know, my pack was 90 pounds. <laughs> it, I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew, I knew exactly what I was doing in certain ways. I knew, but I didn't know. And and I, and that too, that was a 242 day walk in 2010. It was just, uh, I stayed with 120 strangers. Uh, it, it was literally a, a, a kind of a fumbling into walking into, um, kind of reclaiming and reclaiming ground, uh, choosing and trusting new soil, new nourishment, um, from land and people and kind of my own, uh, aching interior. So it, it, that, that, those kinds of, those are just kind of these micro summaries <laughs> to your beautiful question. Longtime Find the Good News listeners know that we often meander into topics on spirit, mysticism, religion, and wisdom traditions. If you are interested in these topics, I encourage you to seek out my new podcast, The Dawn Deacon with Brother Oren. On the Dawn Deacon podcast, I consider my small place in the whole of creation, asking the old questions that have perplexed human beings for ages. Why are we here? Is there a reason for our existence? How do we balm our sufferings, enlighten our minds, and awaken our hearts? Are there powers, energies, and realities just beyond our ability to comprehend them? On the Dawn Deacon podcast, I share the teachings, practices, and perspectives I have gathered as I've made my varied, sacred, ordinary way. I hope you'll join me at the Dawn Deacon podcast so that we can traverse this landscape together. Just search The Dawn Deacon with Brother Oren in your favorite podcast app or search engine, then subscribe. I loved listening to that, man, because that is as I'm, I'm so much just firing off as I'm listening to you. I mean, it really, it's invigorating for one. I have to tell you, I mean, I am so attracted to what you're saying because especially what you said about that time where you were looking at what you, and I, all I kept thinking was identity. It's so tied to waking up. 
and you can look, I, I look at, you know, I'm sure you do too. You probably found lots of camaraderie in other stories of awakened beings because you see the similarities. You're like, oh, they were one way. They were in a box of some kind, or they were a part of yeah. some sort of structure, whether that is the Buddha <laughs> being a prince, right. you know, within this, or really anybody and you follow their path and you're like, okay, there's an identity that, that is formed around them. And at some point that identity is just, it's a husk. It's real. The things that happen to you are real. They, they are in your mind. You know, they're a part of you, but we form this stuff. It's like these little plates all around us. And then when you just stopped identifying with the plates, it's like, is, Is like you're looking at yourself and you're going, okay, I don't know what I'm seeing all of a sudden because you're saying I'm not going to identify with all these things, yeah. these heavy plates that are all over me like armor. Mm-hmm. And now there's this lighter version yeah. of yourself. I mean, in me, I, I mean, even using the word self sometimes does right. not do it justice because it's like something beyond the self. It's almost like you're getting to look at. loving consciousness that wants to experience the world in a clearer way it was fine to experience it as you Mm -hmm. with the plates and the pains and the weight and the burden but it wants Mm -hmm. you to drop it like a locust shell Mm -hmm. it just like says it's in you going okay i now you've done this but now that you've done this i want you to see the world in a lighter more loving way and this, I'm speaking in a weird way, but like love, as me, see I, yourself as me yeah. for just the, in these moments yeah. and it all just sort of turns into love. Like at that time, you know, you start to, as you, you love the wind, you love the tree. It loves you back. You, you don't, the separation between you and those things probably does started to dissolve. Right. I imagine hundred yes, percent. The separation element is what was, it's such a great word for it because it, yeah, it was, and and I just keep, I keep going back. I keep, you know, I always reference just kind of the 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 intuitive, the body, the trembling body, kind of the the spaces between, you know, your yeah. your humble, messy frame that uses the restroom and cleans itself up and drools and, <laughs> I mean, what, just the nature of humble, messy people falling on the ground because gravity wants us down, but somewhere, somehow we choose to stand up or if we're in a wheelchair, continue moving. Like we are agents, we're being invited to participate in all these different relationships and, uh, and what blocks us from uh, feeling our way in and fumbling our way into the complexity and nuance of those rather than, or at least you know, alongside and being curious about when they get all boxed up and categorized and sliced up and separated because it's like, well, at some point I love Thich Nhat Hanh's words. I use them all the time, but like I carry these with me everywhere. It's like the last part of his, he's got this beautiful little invitation, Thich Nhat Hanh, contemplative, engaged Buddhist teacher. Um, He's got this beautiful little frame around, you know, walking with peace and, you know, walk, kiss the earth with your feet is what it's called, this little reading. But the end of it is the earth will be safe when we feel safe in ourselves. And this, the, 
the 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 horrifying but liberating reality of this you know liberation and freedom and joy but also pain and wounding being wrapped up in yours and mine and the trees and the stream that 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 we are apt, actually radically not separate and what does that mean for us and for how we move through the world my goodness so i just yeah it it yeah, the separation invitation is wondrous and devastating. Yeah, tied to your work that you're making me think of something I've I've heard and read a few times in various different ways, but it's a Tibetan story uh, about a, a monk that saw the suffering in the world and wanted across the world this all this pain and he. He, he envisioned that he would cover the world in leather to quell the fires. Mm-hmm. And a master told him, he said, there's a better way. Cause he, he thought he wept because he knew there wasn't enough leather to cover right. the world, you know? And the master said, you don't need to cover the world. You just need to cover, put mm-hmm. the leather on your feet. Mm. And then you go out into the world. That's that, when beautiful. I was, looking at your work i was like man this is what he's doing i mean you know you're going out you're you've covered your feet with the leather and and now you've gone out to the world yeah Yeah, that that's a beautiful story beautiful example yes yes and it's it and i don't you know that's exactly and it's a constant it's just experimenting it's constantly um you know, it's why, you know, for me, I've, I mean, I've always been an artist and I don't know if that, you know, I, I still don't know if that's the right frame for right frame, but it is a frame that I kind of like that I breathe pretty widely in. And I just, uh, you know, I, I, I frame it as kind of a walking artist, um, you know, and just, yeah, it's just this, it's, it's unhurried, it's moving constantly and it's just kind of ingesting through story and lived reality and, uh, uh, just the, the the poetry and the songs of of the natural world, and also the the poetry and songs that are devastating in the more paved industrial world in some ways. Mm. And so, you know, and I think yeah. that tension is so important because, and that's why again, just you know, the the unhurried movement, the the participation of walking or using a wheelchair, one to three miles an hour, the pace that is most regulating our circulatory systems and our brain and also where we store wounding and trauma and hard things that we're activating these really, really functional biological systems that have wherever you are in the evolution reality, like the bodies in these bodies moving on the earth for as long as we have, uh, and how we've evolved and survived and, there's so much science around the system of the body, but then you add cosmic relational, uh, bigger than us communication and relationship. And it's just such a landscape for, um, yeah, literally putting your body and your heart and, and your lived rea- your lived experience into the spaces between all the things all the things, all the things. And it's, it's, it, and it always to me leads, you know, in some way to this big old, you know, this, sometimes I cut, you know, avoid chasm of uncertainty. It's just, to me, it's like, 
if I know anything, at least for me, in, in the, all this movement <laughs> and fumbling and screwing it up and trying and getting up again, is it's, if I know anything, it is that I know that I am uncertain. Mm, I love that. I say <laughs> something very similar. That and, and it's from the Tao yeah. Te Ching. It's I alone don't know. Yeah. And I am like an idiot. My mind is so empty. You know, Come on. And I, sometimes I say that when I, I need that to break me out because <laughs> right. I'm like anybody else. I can exactly fall Same on a track there. and start to think I know something and get a little bit of pride. And <laughs> I've had to step away even from yes. helping sometimes because I I think. I don't even know. Maybe it's just me and everybody's different. Absolutely. We're all dealing with our own past stuff, but watch it closely yeah. because it can blind me Yes, when I get a little success or a little bit of attention. And I think that might even come from just old wounds of wanting attention, yeah. wanting to be seen and loved for who I am just plainly. Oh and so when someone responds I'll, I'll be honest, even with this yeah. work of this podcast, I mean, many times I will pull back and just take a break because I world and start looking <laughs> yeah. at the stats oh, and, yeah. and all this garbage <laughs> that has nothing to do with why yeah. I started to do it. Right. Oh. And so it's, it's tough, yes. to, but I think I need to do that. I have to come back and yes. just break it, break, break my mind all over again. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Just yes. Just loud. Yes. Affirmation. Yes. I, uh, it, and I almost feel like it's food for the, it's, it's like food. I mean, that's not the right way of framing it, but it's like, you know, thinking about a circle, like what keeps whatever, uh, spaces and experiences that feel so divine and nourishing and just, detached, uh, you know, what, you know, even just what you were sharing at the very beginning about, you know, kind of being with the trees and with nature and where your kind of particular things almost kind of fall away. They just, you, you just become the tree in those moments. And it's like, it's like for us to revisit and be in those places and to seek them and to need them and to fall on our knees in front of them. It's like, you know, the, the grimy devastation of, you know, and just messy devastation of like, yeah, all that ego, all that pride. And, you know, there's some things I'm always grappling with too. And I don't know, but I always grapple with like, what's healthy ego. What's not healthy ego. Oh yeah. What, how I do, do I too. move? You know, I, yeah, oh gosh, I, I have this, uh, pedestrian dignity is one of the things I experiment yes. in. And, and oh, just like you're saying with the podcast thing, brother, I, I can get so on my platform about like, you know, car centric environments or the, you know, blah, you know, it's like, I'm not car shaming y'all beloveds. I hear you, but the systems are, you know, and I just get, I rage, I, I pound my fists. I, I sit in my, my certainty <laughs> around, yeah around y'all, we all need to just move our bodies and honor those who have no choice but to move them. And I won't budge. And it's just, you know, when you're revisiting that stream and the tree and the other elements and, you know, it, thank God it washes away eventually. <laughs> I get this, man. I totally get this. I, I go through the same cycle and I just wonder 
to how I feel too. I mean, I just went through this actually, like not too many weeks ago. Like I even told James for, in fact, I said, I'm just going through a spot right now where I'm having to just look at everything again. And it's crazy how many times you do, I, yeah. we do this. Yeah. I think it's healthy though. I mean, as painful as it is and yeah. even as frustrating as it is sometimes because the work I'm doing, and I'll call it that just the mm-hmm. work that has nothing to do with being paid, but the work that comes out of my heart, yeah. you know, the things that I think are maybe my good work, whatever that is. <laughs> right. And so then I get a, a spark a flame. It gets kindled and I, I start to breathe on it. And just like a, any good fire, I start to feed the small pieces to it. And then I start throwing more into it and it just starts to rumble. And then other around there's a fire and I'm like, Hey, this is good. And then I start to realize that at some point, I I don't know why I'm like this. (laughs) Some figured out how to stop it, but I think I'm just throwing things in to fuel it like healthy things. And then I start throwing my feet and my hands and my bones yeah. and my skin. What else can I throw in? And yeah. I'm like, okay, now I'm happy that other people are sharing the warmth, but now I deplete all my, yeah, I deplete myself. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I, I will walk. It's a cycle. I will then start to see the underbelly yeah. of what I'm doing because I get mm-hmm. tired. I think, mm. Um, and then I start to question the value and the effect. Yeah. Is it worth it? Uh, and I'm ha- I used yeah. to and start mm-hmm. something new and try something else because in my, my thinking, my critical thinking, <laughs> I was like, well, that just wasn't the right thing. Yeah. Let me try something else. And what I realize now is that the only constant thing is yeah. me yeah. in every one of these sort of false starts. What I do now instead, I go, hey, I just need to identify when it's time for me to get out of my own way and get off my own, like, all these Mm -hmm. little things I think I know. Take a breath, you know, and just look at it. Don't hate it. You know, just look at it and go, okay, maybe it's good. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm actually just not... I'm being impatient or I have goals or <laughs> all this ego stuff. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, yeah. I'm sure you do. Like, it just kind of gets convoluted yeah. to some degree. It's kind of like, I mean, I, and I don't know. Walk, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you could have said, Hey, I mean, cause it obviously was good for you. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then that could have just been like, you know what? I just need to walk 240 miles or, or 2000 miles and just keep mm-hmm. doing that. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Like, and you could have just got like on that track and then a decade go by and you're like, wow, man, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm even doing because yeah. it worked once. I didn't evolve yeah. it any further, you know, and it looks like you didn't do that. Obviously you've evolved it into these, to me, I look at you, and I, again, I'm meandering all oh, over the place. Keep but going. You, I look at what you're doing, and I was so fascinated by it because I could just see like how one thing seems to connect mm-hmm. to the other, even through your art, you know, and your writing. It was just sort of this 
tracks in my opinion you know i i discovered the pedestrian dignity thing at a perfect time and then i didn't even real i didn't even realize it was yours that you were connected Uh to it yeah i saw a video and i have a child who rides a bicycle Uh to work and you know she has no where she lives there's no crosswalk for her to get across a very very busy area like try to help her like okay let's find the best path you know like the Mm -hmm. safest route for you to get to your job and it's sad as a parent you know because i can't i can't lift her up out of the situation she's in right and i was like god you're you know this this world that we have built is not designed for this pace or people who can't afford to have a car so if you Mm -hmm. are in a situation where you are just trying to survive and live your life and get your head above water a vehicle is like something you can't even begin to think about so there's so many people that walking and you've said that i mean i'm just repeating what things that you've said i mean i heard you say those same things though there's so many people who are foot dependent it's not like for me to Mm. go for a walk Mm. is a luxury i enjoy it to go for a bike ride is a choice it's not my survival I That's can right. get in my car. That's right. There's countless people that yeah. we don't see. They're surviving that way. Mm-hmm. And the world we've built, most in our communities that way too, it is not designed for them. It's like we have yes. forgotten them. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I heard you. I watched that uh, video, man, and I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm kind of getting a little probably my tone is changing because <laughs> yeah. I got because it was so personal yeah. to believe it or not. I, I go on prayer walks. Yeah. I connected to your work through through walking so much. Yeah. I mean, for years I did it alone. Mm-hmm. I would walk around spaces that I felt like I, I that needed attention and i would just walk in circles yeah. around them just like and keep the, the people within those mm-hmm. spaces in my heart and i started doing it for my city i would walk through the city is somehow yeah. for the people of the city you know mm-hmm. and, and even after the storms would go to broken places and walk through them yeah. And I connected to you in that way. And I guess I got hit by a car one day while doing that. And it got me. And then my daughter was oh, recently hit by a car gosh. while riding her bike to Ooh. work. And it was just like your video came wow. out right when that was all kind of happening. And I was like, man, he entering into this sort of forgotten space. At least mm-hmm. to me, it's a forgotten space in my community. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know where I'm going with that. I totally trailed off no, into a, it's, it's, <laughs> a little tributary. But man, you really you're utilizing. You've used your awakening and, and pointed yeah. it at things in such a beautiful, I don't know, connected way to to the whole story and the way you've done it. I don't know. I just man, I think it's needed and it's good that you turned your pain on that road mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. into help mm. for others yeah yeah it yes it, it just thank you for what you shared and just honoring how it lives in your body and in the body of your daughter um just the lived reality of so many like you said that 
face hostile dehumanizing um speeds and hardship just to just to make ends meet to recover to maybe even make a mental and physical social health choice even if they can drive uh, a nature choice uh, you know there's something so rooted in the right that we have to move the way we're made to um, by foot or on wheelchair and how those tender to me it's such a portal it's a portal to uh, so many things that we've touched on not only our emergence as we evolve and think about ways to be more um, humble uh, to be more uh, to heal uh, divides uh, to to be in the spaces between not just in our cerebral thinking in the best way of writing but like with our actual bodies as you put so beautifully in your prayer walking to comb the air with our our vibration and our movement and to and to to yeah. break it with how we and to be available to the spontaneous porch side curiosity of this isolated body because we've lost so much of moving the way we're made to especially in the u.s most of the world still moves eight miles a day and there's so it's not like this it's not like this is like going to solve so many but but the portal to me is it's one of many things but it's such a clear vibrational uh, reality that is actively separating us from each other and the planet and our own interior development connection relationship longing grieving uh but but also it's just a wondrous invitation to being mirrored by things that we're made to be mirrored by so we don't put so much pressure on our romantic partnerships to be the sole mirror of all of our grief and pain so that we don't put our grief and pain inside of exclusive manipulative institutions that want to make money off of it or exploit it so that we are that we can be mirrored by this much broader story that then those those imperfect but like those plates, I think you called them plates earlier. Then those plates don't become as threatening. They it, they just become other people's pathways. Instead of just these towers of dominion and destruction, they become other people's paths to learn, to cry, to grow. It, it just I just find that the unhurried, unhurried movement in the spaces between all these lines. <laughs> is just it's one of many portals to like like you said several times brother like the waking up to uh not only our own beautiful beloved purpose in this cosmic beautiful wondrous world where mystery is constantly beckoning us but also waking up to devastating separation and yeah speed that that is the word devastating separation i i feel that in my bones you know like that is you know, it's interesting it makes me think about some walks i've went on in this past winter when we had some really sinking cold yeah. down here in the south those are the to me those were the days to go out yeah and i've often said this to my wife and and other people that are close to me is like i actually like to feel the extreme weather on yeah. my skin and i know it isn't comfortable but i want to yes. feel it like i actually don't want just for even if it's just for a short time i want to one to know what yes. that feels like to exist 
in the world. But the other thing is to remember that not everyone is so insulated and comfortable as me. Yeah. You know, to have that sting of cold or that uncomfortable heat is a reminder that there's a brother or a sister out there that can't protect themselves from these elements that I can so easily nest up away from. That's right. Yeah. You become, you know, I keep thinking, yeah, you just, you become this way more engaged participant to your own fragility, but also kind of, kind of thrashing, uh, and, and this just very, again, this isn't like, it's not, it has become really, I don't know. I don't know if profound's the word. It's, it's something that's so human. Um, and so what, like all the things, the walls, the screens, I mean, here we are and, and there's gifts and all this stuff, but it's like to, to, to break it so we can go out and be with the elements to, 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 to move us into those edges so that then also we can be witnesses of those who are totally, uh, trying to survive those edges every day and 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 where does that yeah you know and where does that also like how does that show up in civics in our voting in the systems that we have the world as it is more stories more art more lived experience not just talking heads throwing ideas back and forth but we have the artists and the aching spiritual bodies and the people who hold so much nuance in their creative work kind of moving into um both the beauty and the devastation of it all as a as a as a way to bring us <laughs> evolve us survive us to love us all of it so yeah yeah i mean because the reality is i mean and you know i'm sure you can see it with your eyes there's more separation and more pain to come yeah. i mean and that's an unfortunate thing that I guess we live with, and especially if you feel mm. too much sometimes, that yeah. can be a, a heavy thing. Explain that to somebody who doesn't feel it, mm-hmm. because it's like you have that for me anyway. I'll speak for myself. It's like you have I have that hurdle first mm-hmm. that I have to one accept that I am weeping. Even if you don't see me weeping, I'm weeping probably more often than not. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not, if you don't see me actually weeping, know that right that I am. And it's not like I'm not weeping out of depression. It's weeping just for the world and all these sufferings. That's right there. Mm -hmm. Always. You know, and so it's getting over that into a functional activity or a service activity of some kind. And that weeping then sort of can act as like a thruster from the other side, you know. So it doesn't look like weeping to the world. Trying to do something, that's great. And give you the attaboys and you hear how nice you are and likable and all the good things. And, you know, when people talk about yeah. you and you go, well, that's actually, and, I, and for me, so unfortunately I do, there's almost like this Zenarchist part of me that wants to go, I want to peel the skin off the front yes. of that. So you can see the weeping, the yeah. moaning engine that's 
right behind this calling it you know the civil civil names that we give all these works come on there's actually a great pain like underneath that does that does that Uh, yes absolutely uh and it even and again i'm referencing walking bear with me but it's like it just it's also why for me the you know moving in general and so if it's if it's walking if it's on a wheelchair if you are in a place where you cannot be walking or using a wheelchair it's even being outside moving your arms and twisting your body it's like just the the act of being in motion uh to just to to literally just honor that aching realm you know i have this i have these little drawings i keep thinking of in our conversation but one of them is honor thy ache and and it and so mm. underneath, you know, mm. so we're all kind of on the surface, kind of doing what we can with the tools we have and the lives we have and the things we've been dealt. And underneath are all these, you know, in different sediments of soil, there's these different just raw emotions and vibrations, rage, pain, sadness, like just love that like can't get all the way out because it hasn't raged yet. Because it hasn't, oh, like, man. I just keep thinking about like violence and rage, and it's like, my God, what is what what is out there sitting next to someone who is angry and raging, energetically, and just saying, can I? Do I have the capacity? Can I be present enough to be in a place of rage? So help me to understand how angry you are. Help me to get as angry as you are so I can understand and see you. You know, like these places of rage that go so far beyond like attacking and repeating and projecting hurt and hurt and hurt. But what kind of spaces and places and realities are we creating that help me to be as angry as you are so we can release the rage? And yeah, God, I get this, ooh, man. I do I, totally understand <laughs> you know, this. I, I think walking or moving in some way, again, it's not a silver bullet. It's not a fix it sort of thing, but it, it honors that we're in process and it moves us. I think about the juniper, like there's just, we have dead skin that piles up as we sit inside of rooms where we're, the wind is blowing off the dead skin. We're moving with all these different elements that nourish and teach and you know, if we're doing that with added intention and care and prompting around some of these aches, like what, what can we release that, that is no longer needed, or at least that is, you know, allowing, making more room for, yeah. for, for other, you know, so. I mean, I understand this because I, 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 I used to believe or want to, or maybe I wanted it for myself that as the decades crawl by, I would ultimately have some type of peace. And I know that just seems so strange to say like, well, sure. Aren't, but I honestly don't foresee that as a future anymore like and i don't mean that in a negative way because i almost have come i've settled into this sort of ordinariness that's very plain and textured and bumpy because this idea 
sometimes I think, one, I think it's just the commercialization of spirituality in general. It's like you can have this sort of serene, frozen existence and you know don't worry about what's going on you know just chill you can't do anything about it anyway just be at peace drink your tea yeah. do your meditation and look man i mean i'm all about yes. those activities they're yes. positive things i mean having a nice mm-hmm. space the Come manicuring on. of your life and the tweaking of right. things we can do those things but for me i just feel like i'm living mm. i don't some kind of lie and it's i think it happened even at the very beginning like it's like juxtaposed right up against this extreme, beautiful interconnectedness that sort of came with a moment of like Satori type awakening was just right next to it was this great bulbous bladder suffering us. It's I and it was like they were together. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that yeah. I think I'm kidding myself. Yeah to believe that I can have that kind of life that I can just have this, uh, yeah, you know, white guy enlightenment or whatever (laughs) that is, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm talking about? I don't even know what the right word is, but I think now when I I see that kind of stuff, I I know this is crazy, but like, I almost like smell toxicity. It's just not good enough. Like I, there's, yeah real cracks and real wounds that have not even begun to be addressed. And if my spirituality is not at least bearing witness to them or acknowledging them in some tiny way, then I I think it's just, I'm, and again, I can only speak for me. I'm lying to myself. That is that big oily tick just drinking the blood of the world and the life force out of people there and they need to be free from that and if they're not free i cannot accept my freedom yeah very i don't know man that's probably like way out there for some people but it's like it's and it's probably dark i mean some people it's kind of dark yeah well you know i think oh you i mean again speaking for myself too you and i are clearly mirroring some very similar things. And I, um, I have learned so much in that. I, yeah. As you described that, it's exactly how I, one of my drawings is there's a hand reaching out, honoring what, what's possible. And there's a hand kind of on the ground of the earth, honoring what is. And I just, it's like the body and the heart <sighs> are in the tension of like, the tension between like, like you said, like the, whatever we describe as peace and serenity, but also devastating and, and hostile, like the injustices faced by inhuman lineages and pain and colonized, colonized reality, extraction, racism, classism, the things that are, however, whatever words we want to put to it, but where people have been made separate by laws and history and current systems and, and the pain that ripples if you're open and awake and humble to just to just be with it and not trying to control it, manipulate it, do something with it, avoid it, block it. So if you're trying to just open yourself up to the world that is actually aching uh, I, and 
I, I think it's why the tension is so important because if it's if that is all you're inside of, it will it'll it'll eat you alive. It'll destroy. Right. It'll as That's it wants right. to. It wants to destroy. It is devastating. So it will destroy you. And so this hand in this drawing, reaching towards towards the you know the meditation spaces, the deeper breathing, the spaces between the slow walks with the trees where the flowers can literally nourish you with color and reverence like to literally sit by the streams in a way that actually is radical and threatens oppressive consumption to find peace in plastic that we can sit in by a stream and be fed by and to release what's heavy as the stream without words helps to carry these things so that we can in our own fumbling way. And I keep saying R and we, but me, yeah, man, I'm I just, with you I, though. I, I hear you. I, I, oh, I can see 100%. you feel it too, man. You are speaking. I mean, it's yeah. something that is just a part of you. You, you're talking about at least something, I, the way I would frame it is like, there are for every, one of these bladders that's just full of the toxicity there's a counterbalance on the other end of it yeah i keep going back to the you know that's you know back to that story and i always reference it it's the like the wind in the trees that brought me out of the like brought me out of that a really you know a devastating choice yeah. or, or or falling into whatever that would have looked like for me but just this you know the wind in the trees you know key, you know yes what is right here is painful and terrifying and limiting and false, but real and raw and complicated and passed on from lineages in your family, Jonathan, of suicide and of depression and of all these different things that get carried and carried. Whatever it is, it's you're with it. And there's no, at least to just in being honest, I don't want to cover it up. I just, I'm being, and I'm being consumed by it. And the trees and the sky and the wind literally breathing hope and horizons and healing and branches that broke off so that the tree could grow higher. Just break off what's what's like, you know, thinking about trees as examples yeah. of wounds and healing. I'm always walking by trees. So if you're listening to this and you're in these complicated spaces, like seek trees as teachers of wounds and branches that had to break or branches that just started twisting and bending like our beloved juniper that said okay no more is this area nourishing i've got to break and bend and twist so that i can thrive and still show up in 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 this complicated but wondrous space oh my gosh Man, this has been an incredible. I, I this is exactly what I was hoping and just sensed we would have normal for you. I mean, I get I'm lucky through this podcast. I get to have some really dynamic yeah. conversations, but um, sometimes there's just that space that just exists across the distance, yeah. you know. And I've really enjoyed Likewise. this. I, I want to kind of divert our pace a little bit because i the train left the station right at the beginning of our conversation and i want to make sure that the people listen what we've talked about or whether they have enjoyed it or not maybe it hurt them or maybe it's got them thinking i'd like for them to know maybe more specifically what it is the works that you do i mean and i know that you do a broad spectrum of things but 
you know, we've talked about walking, we've talked about art, we've talked about, you know, pedestrian dignity. Um, but maybe more oh, specifically, yeah. if you don't mind, just kind of get sure of what those look like. Yeah. Gosh, thank you. What a gift just to be here. I, um, you know, I, I would say it's constantly unfolding. Uh, this walking artist frame is constantly experimenting. Um, and it just, what I'm finding at least right now is it's constantly weaving walking practice and invitation. So I spend a lot of time, you know, just creating walking practices or thinking about how to host practices with COVID. It's been really complicated to do that, but as things open or in several years when they open or however, wherever we find ourselves, <laughs> right, like right. that is a space I care about a lot in terms of whether it's physically hosting or supporting people to be hosting meditative group or just individual that this book that I'm finishing in a week and a half will be out next summer. And that's, I have poured so much of everything that we've talked about here into, uh, just, there's like, there's just a lot of practices in there that I think that I just have, have trusted my, with my own being and have been profound. Um, I really care about meditation or practicing kind of funky. I don't, I never call, I don't, I don't consider myself a meditation teacher, but I, because I suck at it, <laughs> but you have things but that yes. you do though. I mean, there's things that yeah. you practice. So I use, sure, I, I'm right? currently on insight timer and I experiment with walking meditation and I do some live things on there. So you can check me, check some things out there. I experiment a lot on Patreon as an artist. So, uh, becoming a patron is how to nourish the uniqueness of all these branches, um, both in going deeper together, but just also resourcing in the world that we're in. Um, and then through, yeah, a lot of my drawings and, um, you know, I, I, I love ink drawing. I've always been an ink artist. And so I'm doing more art markets and getting creative with how to express through art making in that way, um, through poetry lot really interested in longer distance routes too so i always you know sometimes it's not there's a, there's it, it doesn't fit for people to just say hey i'm gonna i'm gonna take a week or a, a month or six months and and go walk and for some it is possible and and so i just i'm available a lot also for just supporting people and, and a lot of times i just say like you know take a weekend and just walk out your front door for two days have yeah. some back, have some backups, have, have your, have your people check on you, drive by you, drop off a of water, bury gummy bears somewhere at whatever it is, but just have them pick you up after day one and bring you back to your fit, but just, just go and be open and be, yeah. be safe to an extent and lean into the, this world that is out there that wants to reach into uh, your heart and your body. And I love to support and nourish people in that way. And so all of those things, pedestrian dignity is obviously, so I, I play in social media y'all, but woo, it's a tricky space. <laughs> so I, I put a foot in <laughs> yeah. and I'm out. So I, I'm it, with you. all those things. So uh, feel invited to just be along for the ride. If you want to just lean in, um, I do send an email out once or twice a month. Um, and that's on the intrinsic paths website and you can sign up for that. So 
your website is very robust. I would tell people listening to go there first uh, because you can connect through to all of those things through your website, you know, and you can see the Juniper logo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And know what we're talking about. I'm sending um, you a juniper piece, yeah, brother. I've already, I already know the one I'm sending you, so I need to get your address, by the way. Hey there, Good News listener. I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed producing it. Now, it's time for the Fishing for Goodies segment, where I turn my interviewer role over to the Good News Fish Bowl. Longtime listeners know that the Fish Bowl contains over 400 unique questions, many seated by you, the listeners. Did you know that you could submit unique questions to the Fish Bowl? That's right. Just call the Good News Hotline at 802-459-1668 to have your question added. You can also visit findthegood.news and send me an email. Now, let's take that dive into the fishbowl. At the end of the show, or I say the end, it's kind of the, the last part is, uh, yeah. I don't know if you can see this, uh-huh. we call it the fishbowl. And there's a, a section called Find uh, Fishing for Goodies. And what I do is I ask you three questions out of this okay. bowl. Right. I don't know what they are. We're just going to wing idea. it. So I, I always just grab from the, <laughs> yeah. the bottom, and it sort of shuffles itself around. I love it. And yes. sometimes they're fantastic. And look, if you're something I ask and you're like, hey, that's trash, <laughs> let's go for another one, then, then we'll pull another one. I think this is a great question. I think this is a fan. I, I like this question. I'm really. What makes you feel secure? Wow. That's a really good one. Um, there may be, there may be a lot of so things. many things, but I, you know, I think, I, you know, this will be no surprise, but when I'm, um, and it's usually on a longer, like when I've given my pers- myself permission to, to kind of really stretch out a long walk when I'm on day three, it's usually by day three, cause day one and day two, I'm kind of shedding a lot of things. And it's when that's, it's either during, it's usually that rising sun as the sun is coming up, it's at least on day three or four. And I can hear kind of the gravel under my feet and the wind and the sun is rising mm-hmm. and the birds are so profound and the, uh, the, the chorus of serenity is like a, an ocean of nourishment filling my heart and helping me to feel seen and secure in all things. And so that that's, that's, that's one. <laughs> I, I love that, that, that heightened that's a heightened awareness i mean all the textures of and sounds of the world symphony i guess you know and you're really able to see it all working together i i I relate to that man i mean I, i walk more than i probably talked about but that's and it is very similar for me i mean the earlier morning just watching Especially in the winter for yes. me, I can see the steam come up off the pastures yes. and the sun kind of hits yes. that at first moment. Uh, little dew drops on booms like it's singing, yeah. yes. you know, and like, just, right. I don't know, like 
I don't know, almost howling yes. that, that it's it, that it's here, you Absolutely. know. And and the beauty of that that you get to be this thing yes. that has won the capacity yes. to witness it. I mean, to see it, yeah. to hear it, to feel it, and then yes. to contemplate oh. it, to actually be able yeah. to like look upon it, being this. Mm-hmm witness just a witness like that is something that we get to do Mm -hmm. that i don't know what other creatures Mm -hmm. can do Mm -hmm. that i mean to actually and then give Mm -hmm. voice to it you know Mm -hmm. write poems and songs (laughs) and do art as you do i mean that's a just a beautiful thing i mean to be a human being Mm -hmm. i love I, i love that answer man i mean i get it i'm with you little more lighthearted question yeah uh, not so heavy so it might be easier have you ever won any kind of contest Ooh, that's a good one um you know i well so the first thing that comes to mind is you know i was it was a big moment for me. I, you know, I worked so hard in high school and in college to be an athlete, a championship athlete. I played uh, basketball. My my father actually played in the NFL, and my sister was a, na- oh, wow. a national volleyball. Incredible. I mean, just lots of <laughs> lots of athletic pressure. I mean, you know, yeah. the, my dad was pretty you know easygoing about it. I wouldn't say it was, but anyway, it was still in the blood. And I was like, oh, I, if I, I'm my life needs to reach this and it never did i was like always like the best third place you know whatever it was which was fine but it was uh i lived in southern california and i played uh, beach volleyball for three or four years or, or i'm sorry for five or seven years and learned it really quick fell in love with it it feels like another lifetime ago but the championship i won was you know you go through these different levels and it's called your triple a and it's a big tournament and my partner and i won it and it was just i'll never forget laying in the sand and just smiling all the way across the sky so yeah felt good yeah felt really good (laughs) so beach volleyball (laughs) man i know this has nothing to do with the question but i am i'm very curious how old were you when you came out? Yeah, because um, you brought uh-huh. it up earlier, and I mean, I didn't touch on that, but I mean, it was obviously yeah. a huge part of yeah. your life. I mean, to actually finally just go yes. through and go, okay, I'm gonna only brought yes. out into the world. I was just very curious. My son is gay. Oh, right and, on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it, and I he's told me like how hard it was even though we you know he says like even knowing that y'all were not gonna give there wasn't gonna be no problem there was still this sort of pressure you know and carried it around for a while before finally just accepting and saying just curious because i mean he was very young when he told us i mean he was probably i want to say he was in the sixth or seventh grade yeah Yeah, so you know yeah um i was so that's when i started really being it was very clear to me sixth and seventh grade when i'm like oh <laughs> this is not this is this is not uh you know and 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 with all the you know environmental reality that even that so many are still in um yeah. this is yeah. not the right it was hell yeah. for him i mean kids were totally. just cruel and 
yeah practically evil to him i mean for a lot of years so yeah it's it's rough um so i i publicly openly came out when i was like 26 27 and so i did my cross-country walk when i was 27 28 so it was really close to that kind of to you know to that opening when because even when i was um speaking of just the, the the time in ireland when i was on that road you know that was when i was 24 25 and i still i just wasn't fully accepting i was just it, it was mm. i was battling it was a battle and uh, so that was a big part of that like that was like mixed right in like wedged into yeah. that yeah yeah so 26 27 was when i just really was like okay this is it this is it yeah yeah Man, that's I was I was curious. I mean, body's experience is different, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah. from a, as a parent and yeah, you know, trying to help your child navigate the world. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, cause knowing uh, you have to look at the landscape and go, you know, and as a parent, you want to protect your child. You know, the fears of what other people are going to do to mm-hmm. them or how they're going to perceive them, um, treat them or oh, mistreat yes. them. You know. So I was just wondering if if you were younger. I mean, it's very, again, thank you for sharing it. I mean, it's probably a direct. Uh, it's all right. No, we we've, we've already flowed there. It's totally. Thank you for. I'm grateful you asked. And um, yeah, and I always welcome being a resource for people who are in that really kind of you know in any stage of that process or know people who are and just being a safe and open, spacious, spacious. God, it's just such an important way of being around some of the you know the the lgbtqias plus you know all all, anything sexual i mean spacious in general around anything but like sexuality stuff beloved (laughs) we are it like how we can be so wide with our hearts and our capacity to listen and witness um it's so complex Mm. so yeah always willing yeah well i mean it's it's we've talked about this a lot in our home over the years i don't mean we in this home just in general as humanity we we seem to find all these different identifiers and ways to sort of judge or segregate or slice each other up into categories and we love those that are like us but we're not very good at that generally those that aren't like us you know and that's really sort of where all the interesting <laughs> things are happening is same yes. mm-hmm. you know so it's almost like yeah you know it, i don't know people are like good books in, in a lot yes. of ways i mean you know if we're just going to read one type of book mm-hmm. i mean that's boring after a while it's that's the same right. story yes. you know <laughs> so yeah i love it well, look, yes. I got this one last one out of the fishbowl. Uh, this is interesting. I'm actually curious about this one, too. It says, what part of your routine do you always try to skip? <laughs> Great questions. Love your bucket of questions. Um, what part of the Okay, so first of all, and my partner would definitely attest to this, um, I don't, I'm not much other than knowing that I need to get my, I need to get out and move and walk like daily to just be in the kind of vibration that I trust and love. And I, um, so other than that, like I, I, 
I have zero routines. <laughs> I'm, wow, I'm, that's I mean, good. I though, really man, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> I'm just like, which probably speaks to some of your questioning around. Wow, this guy is drawing pictures and writing poetry and doing pedestrian dignity. And he's leading walking groups and he's like and writing a book. I mean, there's I have a very non-linear existence, <laughs> and so uh, avoiding routine is actually extremely easy. Um, and and wondrous i would say though within the walking piece since that is a place of routine i you know i have it you would think that i would have great practices around water um drinking water and sunscreen uh, and and them and it's i'm awful at it i don't drink enough water i'm in denver colorado i'm a mile high in the sky i should be drinking so much water so dry yeah drinking enough water and sunscreen need i i gotta from a place of love of self. Yeah. I'm with you. Some... <laughs> See, yeah. I have to drink water here or it's extremely humid where yeah. I live. And so I drink, I, I'm a sweater. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, I can think about going outside <laughs> and I'm going to just start sweating. sweating. Yeah. I mean, I, and I've always been that way. So I will be robbed. The humidity yeah. will rob me of, you know, a gallon <laughs> by noon if I'm outside yeah. And so I have to just drink right. constantly the water, but a long time, you yeah. know, but, uh, I, this is something maybe isn't the question, but yeah. I am curious to know this. Do you have objects mm. or items or mm. totems or things that you bring with you when you walk that are just like a part of it? Like you go, you know, I don't want to go walking without this. They're, they're like friends that you bring yeah. with you. And I don't mean people. But do you have items that are like that, like yeah. your walking stick or so, or something? Me. Yeah, there's several things I'm going to show you. Um, so walking stick, absolutely. I mean, it depends. Sometimes if I'm doing some pretty intense city walking, and I'm gonna, and I know I'll be confronting some harsh environments and maybe doing some pedestrian dignity kind of documenting, then I won't typically have the stick. But when I'm kind of in a more meditative, just kind of just when I'm just out doing, whether it's my practice or I'm doing a longer day, having a walking stick is so important to me. It's such it's another connection to ground. It's an it's a practice of humility. It's a reminder that we all need help and not, you know, like I just I care so much about what a walking and it also can whack a car if it's getting too close and whatever it needs to do. Um, (laughs) but there's, uh, in the last two years, this is a pretty, it's pretty compact, pretty light. And it's just one of those, it's just one of those seats. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know what that was. I see like a fold out seat. Yes. I'm telling you this. So I always have my, I have, I always have a sketchbook inside of my backpack with my, with my favorite pens and that and that chair because i just love uh kind of sitting under any number of trees throughout a day or a walk um and having the freedom to kind of sit back that's put awesome, my legs man. up sketch and write Oof, it's so good i'm with you man i i kind of carry a bag and a stick for sure i have several the sticks have become like um they're like people yeah, yes. honestly <laughs> i have i have one that i I talk, I mean, I've talked to him. He was with me when I got hit by the car and I was like, boy, you have really seen, you've seen it all. I mean, this stick, I told it, I was just like, you've been with me through so much. That stick actually 
said it it saved my left arm actually oh my gosh see you know like i was walking with it in my left arm my left hand and my arm was bent and so when the car hit me oh my gosh the mirror was what hit my arm first and then it tore the back of my arm open but like the the way my arm went up and the stick flew and the guy told me he said because uh, they were trying to take me into the ambulance, and I said, "No, nah, I gotta find God to find this. <laughs> I've had this thing for twenty stick. something years. I've got to find the stick." Wow! And so I found it, and uh, he was like, "Were you carrying that?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "Man, that probably kept your Ooh. arm from getting snapped off at the That's elbow deep. because your arm was your arm That's went deep. up instead of like because it hit right mm. there at that joint." And I thought, "Wow, that's so odd. Like how just one mm. little thing like that." Right. can make all the difference you know just oh just the arm being in a weird position it's wild man yes. oh, wow <laughs> yeah so look i got one last Please. question yes. for you yeah, yeah, yeah. and this one's not out of the okay. fishbowl uh i ask i ask every guest this and i'll tell you just briefly the story for the listeners that haven't heard it in a while uh so often my family at the end of the day years ago uh we would just say hey how was your day and what i started to notice was to tell the stories the interesting stories which most of the time were negative things you know somebody said this to me today or this person cut me off or you know i had this bad experience at school and i realized that we weren't really getting to the positive things it was like we weren't having like gratitude i mean i I was guilty as well lingering on the negative and so i just said what if we just changed like what if what if i did this personally you know inside i said what if i just changed one word did anything happen to how was your day i just said did anything good happen today and it was strange to watch like how that shifted the way we talked about our day it was like did anything good and you had and it was like this at first it was like this pause right like huh did anything good happen today and then as the years went by i would when i pick my son up from school he knew i was going to ask him that and so when he would get in the bed let me tell you what happened today it was really wasn't anything great but um the janitor had to call in sick and so i got to like take his trash cans out to the big dumpster for him today <laughs> and i was like how interesting is totally. that like i thought that he is now wired yeah. To look for something good and he something that most people right. would be like a chore. Oh yeah. He found the good in the chore. And mm. I was like, that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. So mm-hmm. yeah. did anything good happen today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You know, I think the first thing that comes to mind and it's 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 something that's been shared a lot in in many ways on our in our beautiful chat, but it's um I, I spent a lot of the day walking and riding, so very much with that chair and a lot under a lot of trees. And there was just a, there was a very tangible moment where, you know, I was stressing and getting in my head about, oh, nobody's going to read this. You're just rap, you know, it's just like, you know, whatever the mind wants to do to kind of sabotage. And there were some other stressful things that were kind of surfacing earlier. And, um, but as soon as I, as I kind of shifted environments a little bit, and sat under this tree and started kind of revisiting the writing from a place of compassion and curiosity. Oh my God. It was just such a tangible moment where 
the coolness of the of the wind and the coolness of the grass and the the way that the, the leaves kind of brushed over the the small pond in this park and and to just lean back and to be I, there was just it was a moment it wasn't forever but it was just this it was like it was just a hug and it was good it was good man that's yeah. great <laughs> yeah. we need that so often I, I hear you i had a moment like that about a month holiday and i just didn't want to go to whatever it was and i said you know i'm just gonna go paddle out yeah the bayou at sunset mm-hmm. and i was by myself and way out and the sun was kind of sinking mm-hmm. and man i mean i just felt this overwhelming just sobbing man i mean i know that's probably mm-hmm. not what people think yeah. is, is good but it was like a loving sob and man mm-hmm. i just i was able to at the top oh of my, my lungs just Amazing. wail okay and there's nothing here to judge me only thing that yes. sees me is the the sun and the clouds yes. and yes and yes. i just let it all go and it was Ooh. so healthy mm-hmm. for me man i needed it so bad i didn't realize how bad mm. i needed to just have a good come on cry man with no, nothing to witness yeah. but just yes nature you beautiful. know beautiful uh, all of that. <laughs> all of that. What's the best way? I mean, where do you like for people to connect with your work, man? Is it your website first, or do you like just anywhere? Just follow the links, right? Yeah, I mean, just follow the links. I, you know, I think the website is good. If people want to go, if they want to lean in and go deeper, support the work. Patreon's a good way. Um, but really, really, just the website yeah, is. Sure. You know, that's a good place to start, and you know, keep an eye for this this bookie thingy <laughs> that's gonna yeah, yeah it's you can so reveal it's, that yeah it's north atlantic books um right on and and it's gonna be you know the working title um the working title was walking as waking up and we still might be using that but ah, um oh, I, like I just that. love it I, you know it with a lot of compassion but there's other title it might we might just call it walk um and underneath that will be slowing down waking up and connecting at one to three miles an hour um so yeah just some creative so keep an eye out for that because that'll be next year and um but yeah i think the website is great and just leaning in that way uh is wonderful so thank you for asking yeah and thank you for hosting this space just just to the listeners who might be just alongside of you and who are on this journey with you in all kinds of ways that there's something so beautiful about something like, and it doesn't have to be Patreon, but I really, what I love about the invitation, especially the non-transactional invitation, where it's like leaning into nourishment and relationship of creative people or people who are kind of reaching into the guts and hearts of who they, like who they are made to be or how they're made to ache and how they're made to kind of create and weave in the amount of time, the heart, the energy, the, the hosting of podcasts, like you are a beautiful, skilled host and, and just these, so there's, there's this kind of, there's this matrix of beautiful creative outpouring that, that yes, in some ways is not transactional and is so worthy in this time of being nourished. And specifically in this time, if we want our artists or people who are bringing creative invitation with heart and with love 
and with humility. If we want our artists to be more freed up, to be truly like reaching into more of these spaces, oh my gosh, we need to get creative with how we nurture them. And I just, so I'm just, I'm to the people who follow your beautiful podcast, become a patron for the people and for the creative work. Yeah, because it, I I do, you're right. (laughs) That's how I feel. I'm I'm with you. You know what? It's interesting because I, the Patreons that I do support, that's exactly why. Because I look at those people and I go, look, they've, they're making a, they're taking a huge gamble, some of them, you know, because they're going, look, I'm going to just lean in. And, I try, you know, you and sometimes the the investment yeah. so often, and I'm yeah. like, you know, because they know that if they yeah. they can get enough people to just go, hey, you know, I support you, yeah. then it can actually Majorly. support them. And know? we just need it. I'm we with need you. creatives to be freed up. I mean, we for for the the painters, the songwriters, the podcasters, the walking artists, the 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 drawers. The, yes. The, 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 I mean, all the people that literally, with their bodies and hearts and invitations, are literally brush stroking our aches and the spaces between. We need we need them to be freed up, and we need us to be freed up in all these different ways. So. Blessings. Blessings. And that's a good way to put it. We need those people to be freed up so Uh they can do their work on this world. We do. You're right. I mean, I've heard somebody say something similar about, you know, certain like Mm -hmm. ministers, for instance. They're like, look, some of these people that are in ministry of any kind, they're not getting paid. They're working and raising families sometimes on top of funerals and, you know, death work. Yep. Major sick work mm-hmm. chaplaincy all these things and i'm like you know that's true they there's a whole other layer yes. that they're doing out yes. of their spirit but they still have to do yes. the survival work and put for the food water mm-hmm. shelter and that's uh imagine yes. what they could do if all that time yeah mm-hmm. yes and this is great man <laughs> yeah Thanks for listening to my Beacon Series conversation with Jonathan Stalls. If you'd like to learn more about Jonathan's work, please visit the links in the show notes. If you found something of use in this conversation, please share this episode with a friend, leave a review, or consider visiting findthegood.news donate, where you can help me continue this good news mission from the Louisiana Gulf Coast. I thank you for pressing play and for syncing up with this good news beacon.